third installment of the Brickhouse Podcast. I am Joseph Brennan here with the lovely Andrew Pissarro. It's good to be back. Great, great day. The, the weather is breaking. The sun is shining. Life is okay. Life is okay. All is well in the world of Queens and Brooklyn. But this past weekend held an annual event where most of the musical world honors musical achievements of the past years. But not us. Just as the weekend did, we are disassociating ourselves from the Grammys. Instead, we'd like to introduce the Brickies. The Brickies, where we honor the unconventional but most important moments, artists, and events of the last year. This year's Bricky Awards include Best Guitar Smash, Wildest Collaboration, and Pettiest Move of the Year. The Bricky for Best Guitar Smash goes to Miss Phoebe Bridgers for demolishing a $300 Dan Electro guitar and angering the misogynistic gatekeepers of yesteryear. The Bricky for wildest collaboration of the year. A highly contentious category as we had many wild collabs in this past year. But it goes to the one and only Mr. Cactus Jack himself, Travis Scott, for his collaboration with the Golden Arches to serve billions factory-produced mystery meat. And the final Bricky Award for Pettiest Move of the Year goes to a man with a plethora of awards who truly needs no introduction, one of the all-time greats in music, fashion, and pop culture. Mr. Kanye West, you have retaken the title of Mr. Petty. This award comes with the latest news that he has changed all of his phone numbers and told his baby mama, Kim Kardashian, that if she needs to contact him, she can go through his security. Thank you for attending the inaugural Bricky Awards. And to our winners, congratulations for your achievement and look for your bricks in the mail. To the haters and losers, of which there are many, there's always next year. Fuck Fuck the the Grammys. Grammys. All right, let's start this thing off like we always do. Andrew, top of the queue, what you been listening to? I got some wild ones today. All right. We've got one that you knew we were going to talk about eventually. We've got one that's an all time classic that I recently discovered. Joe has known about this track for a long time. But I'll start with this song called Watch Your Life by Itata, which I found because friend of the pod, Victor, at Millard Trillmore on IG, sent me an Afro Psychedelica playlist he found on Spotify. Okay. And I listened to this song, Watch Your Life, and you know what it made me do, Joe? I think I understand the Grateful Dead now. Dang, it look like Woodstock over here, man. You ain't talking about an old dang sound I'm not doing in there, man. It was an incredible track. It got me in this really, like, cool, psychedelic, groovy move. And for the first time in my life, I put on this song, which I love, but not the version that you would think. As you can see, I'm wearing my Sublime t-shirt today. The same t-shirt that I wore after my haircut. Shout out, Joe. Shout out. Thank you to everyone, by the way, who watched and participated in the IG Live. We had so much fun taking my hair down. Shout out to my mom, who made my hair end up being shorter than I wanted to, but it still looks good. So I've been told Joe is now my barber. We got to work a little bit on the side game, but for the most part... This is the haircut that I will be rocking for the next probably month or so, including what I go to Easter Mass in. So shout out, Joe. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. You could have spent your Saturday anywhere in the world, you told, and you chose to spend it with us, and we appreciate that. And I am thrilled that Andrew is still talking to me. I'm thrilled that I didn't fuck his hair up that much. (laughs) Uh, Also, 
I need to get a new pair of scissors because those those scissors from the 1970s that my dad used in the classroom they weren't cutting it. Yeah, literally. 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 We got it. Yeah. We're starting a GoFundMe to get Joe new scissors. I will open up my Venmo and you guys can send us money and I will buy Joe new scissors on Amazon.com. Anyways, back to the dead. Mathematically doesn't make sense to me that I don't love the Grateful Dead. Like I love Sublime. I love Jimi Hendrix. I love the like 60s psychedelic movement. And I just have never been able to get into the dead. And I put on this playlist and this playlist is really, is really sick. It's got a lot of tracks that don't even have lyrics. So it's just like, good music that's great for background stuff like if you're working if you're cooking whatever so i high key recommend this playlist but the song watch your life just made me think of scarlet begonias by the grateful dead and i went and started listening to that and then i put on scarlet begonias radio on spotify and i was whipping through that and next thing i know touch of gray by the grateful dead comes on and i was thursday days old when i found out that Touch of Grey is by The Grateful Dead. So yeah, I'm not going to say I'm a deadhead guy, but I desperately want to be a deadhead because I want to wear Grateful Dead merch because it's some of the best band merch out there. I mean, for God's sake, they helped the Lithuanian basketball team get to the 1992 Olympics. If you haven't heard about this, look it up. But I want to wear Grateful Dead merch because it's so cool, but I don't want to be the guy who's wearing a t-shirt of a band that I can't, I'm not a name five songs guy, but I also would feel uncomfortable wearing merch for a band that I truly don't know just because it looks cool. Like that's just not my vibe. Yeah. Like you don't want to be one of those thotties that wears a Led Zeppelin t-shirt and has no idea that Led Zeppelin is even a band. Those girls break my heart because I go up to them and try to be like, oh yeah, you love Led Zeppelin too. Like, what do you think about this, this, and this? And they look at me like I've got two heads and it's the worst. It's the worst thing. Like I hate it so much. So anyways, I'm trying to get into the dead and this, this playlist helped me. And now I'm kind of listening to some dead stuff and like the band and the Almond Brothers are still coming up. So they're still on the list. Other things on the top of my queue right now. Also, the, the the weather that we've been having lately is perfect. Hey, I want to sit outside, grill some burgers, and throw on the Grateful Dead. Sounds awesome. It sounds it's just after being locked inside for as long as we have. It sounds amazing. Do you want the new one or do you want the old school one that I recently discovered that I've been playing a lot? Give me the old one. West Savannah by Outcast off Quemini has been coming onto my Spotify playlist, and I cannot get enough of this track. Like it's it went from a outcast track i hadn't heard regularly to i think i listened to it every other day this week uh enough so that i have a west savannah playlist uh or like uh spotify radio and it gives me a bunch of outcast stuff it gives me a bunch of doom stuff somehow some action bronze and stuff slides in there it's awesome it's like it's perfect walking around new york uh new york music i love it so much cannot recommend west savannah by outcast more and my last one, now, you guys, you guys probably know we're late to getting react to this, but that's because, you know, we tape episodes and then they get out on Thursdays. We're trying to do that every episode, you know, Brickhouse every Thursdays. Drake's Scary Hour 2 dropped a couple weeks ago. And I was awake and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's midnight. I'm always up at midnight. Let me throw it on. This is the best Drake stuff we've gotten since the Raptors won the NBA championship. And this might be like i think this is better than that and that goes like this is like the best drake stuff we've had in a while and i was very skeptical and as the bigger drake fan on this podcast the fact that i was expecting this to suck and was pleasantly surprised like i was so happy that this was good all three tracks are bangers my favorite line is off of my second favorite track which is once and needs he has a line where he goes i need to get some jesus in my life i'm gonna go be with yeezy 
which is amazing. Incredible line. Lemon Pepper Freestyle featuring Rick Ross. Wasn't my favorite, but a lot of people love it. I'm getting more into it. But What's Next was just like, oh, fuck. We're like, now I'm pumped. I'm now excited for Certified Loverboy, which like put in, find the clip from The Office. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. That is me right now with Drake. I am ready for my expectations to be let down by this next album. That's how how much life these three tracks by Drake gave me. This was awesome. I cannot wait to be out at a bar and any one of these three tracks comes out. I'm very excited for that. So those are my top of the queue. Joe, what did you think of the Drake? Because I know you listened as well. I loved it. And I'm not going to be a Drake hater. Like He's definitely one of the most present, dominant, best rappers, musicians of the past 10 years. Like, maybe not lyrically. Like, obviously, you know, the Kendricks, the Coles, they'll they'll take president over Drake. But you can't deny his, his presence in music over the past 10 years. But that being said, I was very impressed with What's Next in particular. When, uh, what's the one from 2014? If you're reading this, it's too, it's late. too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's my like, favorite that one, album. Yeah, it's, it's the best one, in my opinion. I'd say this is his best, like, lyrically, like, hard shit. Not hard, but lyric- lyrically, it's his best shit since then. Like, he's had a lot of great pop hits, like, pop rap since then. You know, Hotline Bling and God's Plan. Super, super pumped. I was not looking forward to Certified Loverboy. I think the album title is pretty fucking lame. That's just me. But, yeah, now now I'm super pumped. And I'm going to listen to Drake on my jog today. Wow. Wow, big yeah. statement. We need a Drake, Rick Ross album. Because the two of them, like, I mean... You know, if it was 2008, I'd say, can we get a Lil Wayne Drake album? But we need we need a Drake, Rick Ross album. I'd go out on a limb and say, if Rick Ross is featured on your song, it takes it from being, let's say, like a B-plus song, immediately up a grade to an A-minus. Like, Rick Ross just has that kind of, like, swag vibe that just makes the song that much better. What else have you been listening to, bud? So there's this new album called Come and See, by this power violence hardcore band called World Peace. Now, normally, I don't listen to power violence hardcore. It's a little too violent for me, actually. But this album is only 10 minutes and 2 seconds long, so I gave it a little spin. 20 songs. Each song is about 30 seconds. And it's very reminiscent to early Ceremony, if you remember Ceremony, uh, from like back in 2008. I think that album called Violence, Violence, with a flower on it. All the tracks are 30 seconds to a minute. And if you're looking to slam your face into a concrete wall, this is the album to listen to. I've always wanted to do super that. Super fast, super hard. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I don't I don't recommend it, especially at 318. I don't recommend slamming any body part into the concrete wall in the kitchen. Not advisable. <laughs> I've also really been digging this new track called Stone Cold Soul, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Soul. It's by DJ Muggs featuring Rome Steez, Strees. I found out recently that this is the DJ from Cypress Hill. Has a really hard underground New York rap vibe. Really digging that. And lastly, I'm digging the track Slam Dunk Contest by your old Droog, the god Bahina, and Pharaoh Manch, who I need to listen to more Pharaoh Manch. I've been hearing great things about him. People say, you know, he's one of the, the best rappers in the past 10, 15 years. Uh, and Andrew, didn't you have a Pharaoh story? I saw Pharaoh So when I saw Mostef with friend of the pod, Zach, shout out Zach, one of the best concerts I've been to, 
Most Def not only brought out Dave Chappelle, but he also had Pharrell Monch come out because they have a track together. I think it's called One, I want to say. They did that song together, and then Pharrell Monch did his song Simon Says, which is like an all-time, like, if you really want things to escalate quickly. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Put put on Simon Says by Pharrell Monch. It was a lot of fun. Got the crowd bumping for a quick second there, and, you know, most stuff came back out and did his thing. But he was really fun. I don't know if I'd say best rappers ever, but um, he definitely – he's. No, definitely not ever, but people talk about He's him more underground. As being, he's very underground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's top of the queue. Um, Watching-wise, I don't think I've watched anything big. Oh, by the way, I did finish WandaVision, and I have to say, shout out Elizabeth Olsen. That, that woman, and I, I don't want this to come off as weird, but she's an absolute babe. I mean. She's a babe. She's a robo-babe. In Latin, she would be called Babia Majora. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. She is the younger sister of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who plays the Scarlet Witch, right? Yep, yeah, Joe didn't know that until right now. Um, yeah, shout out. She was excellent. I really enjoyed WandaVision. And that was another show that it would drop Thursday at 3 a.m. And I'm, I'm now like, you know, The Mandalorian did that. Now WandaVision did that. And I'm just like waiting for the next thing for Disney to put out that I'm looking forward to every Friday. But I've also been, I've been crushing through Seinfeld. That's really what I've been watching. That's on Hulu. If you haven't watched through Seinfeld, I cannot recommend it enough. I don't need to say anything other than it's Seinfeld. Just watch it. I've been watching the show called Fishing with John, though. Uh, yeah. Tell us where you found that, Joe. It was on Criterion Collection. Very late at night. I was a little drowsy. And I was like, oh, Fishing with John. This looks interesting. And I put it on. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It's so awesome. I love it. If you like fishing, check it out. If you don't like fishing, check it out. I have to say, back to the Seinfeld, uh, Kramer gets absolute fits off every single shirt that kramer wears on the show i'm like damn where where can i buy this shirt someone needs to come up with an oh like i billion dollar idea here and if you create this just just cut us just cut us in give joe one one and a half percent give me one and a half percent and we'll just ride that gravy train to the moon a website where you just put in a screen grab of any movie or television show and it analyzes what they're wearing and where i can buy it Tell me that's not a billion dollar idea. That's great. Okay. I would be in so much credit card debt. So much credit card debt. Well, no, you'd be fine because you'd be making the 1.5% off the Exactly. Yup. I love where your head's at. All we right. You just got to patent the idea. Speaking of great heads, we're going to kick it out to our boy Casey uh, as his introductory interview to become a brick house boy. Casey on the corner. Give me some fucking pizza. Hey guys. I'm very excited for this. We are growing. We are always growing on this podcast, and I'm very excited to bring Casey in for his first official brick house interview. We're keeping the uh we're keeping it in the Scranton family. Another another former Scranton uh, student, well, not student, but another former Scranton person that we used to uh, roam the hills with. Very excited to have Casey on the podcast. As a part of the team, he's contributing a little bit behind the scenes. And Joe and I are going to hit him with uh, some quick uh, quick little interview here. You ready for this, Joe? Absolutely not, but here we go. First question, uh, what is your go-to bodega order? 
Sausage, bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll with ketchup and hot sauce. Salt and pepper. Ooh, I love the, I love the double meat move. I've never done that to be dead ass. Always, with you. and I usually get a hash brown in there too on the sandwich, but they don't oh, sell them fuck. everywhere. Yeah, I remember you doing gonna, this all the time at downstairs to Naples. Scranton, they used to, to have the sandwich size English muffins, which are special. And then they used to put the the uh, hash brown with Cholula. Which, wow. which was right. that shit. If you could have any superpower, which would you choose and why? Oh, man. I don't know. It's always the either invisibility or flying, I feel like. But um, I, I definitely I, feel in a post-COVID world, I'd rather be able to fly. You know what, though? I just saw Ant-Man for the first time, and that seems like a pretty cool superpower to be able to shrink down or get larger. But it also... I'm not sure how I would use that to be uh, productive at all. So, uh, probably flying, just because I'm I'm always driving, so it would probably be better for me to just skip all the traffic and shit. Hell yeah. Then you'd have to deal with birds. Uh, birds are better than people. You ever been attacked by a bird also, before? You ever been shit on bird, by a bird? Birds are created by, pigeons are created by the government. People forget that. I, I actually had a, a teacher in high school that told us this theory, and I'm sure he's told everyone before and after us that pigeons are robots. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No, that was part of it. Um, he said, have you ever seen a dead pigeon? And I have seen a dead pigeon. He was like, did you go back and look at it, look for it later? I was like, I didn't look for it, but I saw it again. <laughs> he was like, no, that's bull. He literally said, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't know what to tell you. You could take the train home with me if you want. It's sitting on the fucking tracks. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that uh, I'd, I'd definitely rather deal with a bird, smack that shit. But you know what? There's some big fucking birds, man. Uh, even in Staten Island. Recently, I've been seeing some condors. You ever see a fucking condor? We get we get turkey vultures down by my parents a lot. They're they're, they're bigger too, and it yeah, kind of looks like are... a turkey vulture. Also in Staten Island are teenage mutant ninja turkeys. You know the story behind the turkeys? There's a story. Behind there is the a story. So back in like the seventies. Okay, so back in the seventies or eighties, there was this jabroni. That just was like, oh, I'm going to start have a turkey farm in my backyard. Fucking asshole. The turkeys got loose. And then now this turkey's fucking everywhere all over Staten Island. And you can't kill them because like in New York, you, it's like so hard to like have a hunting license, especially in the city. I don't know about a hunting license, but you definitely don't want to eat that shit. First of all, well, how would you feel if there was like angry. a gang of people coming down the block with guns on your street in Staten Island and they're just Normal. shooting turkeys? <laughs> Shooting turkeys. There's deer in Staten Island too. There's a lot, a lot of fucking wild animals in Staten Island. They come from Jersey though, I think, because everybody from Staten Island is moving to Jersey. So all the deer from Jersey are moving to Staten Island. That sounds about right. Joe, what's your next question? Who are you most excited to see, as a, you know, musician or artist, after this pandemic and quarantine is lifted? Man, you know what? I've thought about this a little bit, and I can't really tell you because. 
the only person that I wanted to see in concert that I didn't get a chance to see is Mac Miller. That's 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 a great answer because I same we just posted about Mac on this past Sunday night. Uh, he was our Sunday mood board, and to be honest, we've done mood boards. I think like the last six or seven weeks, far and away the most like reaction to an artist but i'm right there with you like i never saw him back like when he was popping off like when we were in college because kids had come out the year before best day ever had just dropped like our freshman year blue slide park came out right around that same time he was in his like biggest like his i wouldn't say his highest point but for you know he was at on at every party i wanted to go to those shows but i didn't like have the right people to go with but then you know he progressed so much more into like this r&b musician to a guy who was putting in so much work behind the scenes and not just like the lyrics, everything like those shows would have been great. Like he was doing shit with Thundercat, like, and he was cool with yeah. Mac DeMarco. Like, can you imagine going to a show where you got to see Mac DeMarco, Mac Miller and Thundercat? That would have been the best day ever. He put a lot of people on too. Like he brought, uh, he, he gave action Bronson some, some mm-hmm. burn, uh, Vince Staples. He, he yeah. always had him on his doors and shit. Casey veggies. I don't know if you guys ever heard his shit. He had the internet as the backup band for like two years also. Who, Mac Miller? He put, he put Kendrick yeah, on Mac a track Miller. too, like uh, pretty early on too. Like before Kendrick popped off, he was on, on a track on one of Mac's like play, uh, uh, one of his um, mixtapes in between like the albums and stuff. And Kendrick was on a track there. So yeah, no, that's a great, that's, I mean, that's a great answer. That's a very good answer. And I, I, I have a pretty crazy history of concerts that i've seen i saw eminem jay-z the wu-tang clan i saw bruce springsteen elton john paul simon um acdc in madison square garden was sick i can't i can't imagine that show um shit i saw in sync twice there's a concert it was probably 2001, 2002, and it was like some kind of comeback shit with Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5, which was all of them. NSYNC was there, Britney Spears was there, Christina Aguilera was there. It was like a, a mix of like pop fusion shit, but it was based around Michael Jackson. So I got to see him, which was crazy. That's wild. But yeah, man, Mac, Mac was it. Who would you say is your current favorite rapper in the game, though? My favorite rapper in the game? Oh, Griselda. That's a good All answer. All those boys. That's a, that's a great answer. Very Con- excited. Plugs, Plugs I Met 2 comes out Friday. Conway and Benny are probably my two favorite right now. But, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. You know about Sleepy Hollow? Oh, you do not know about Sleepy Hollow. Unfamiliar. Brooklyn Boys, kind of like drill music, but good All shit. Right. I'll, uh, I'll I'll definitely put put you on to some shit. Young M.A. is that you already know? Best best female rapper in the game, in my personal opinion. But yeah, that's probably probably those Griselda Boys right now are the shit. Nick uh, Nick Caution just came out with an album that's pretty sick though. Highly recommend. Nick Caution from Pro Era with Joey Badass. Yep. Year. All right, Casey, next question. Mm -hmm. If you could make a super group, you had to pick one rapper from each NYC borough, 
pick the five rappers. Oh. From any any time period you Dead or Alive? Dead or Alive. Dead or yep. Alive. Biggie's from Brooklyn. Yep. Method Man from Staten Island. Okay. It's a great pick. <sighs> Nasty Nas from Queens. There you, there you go. That's that's a strong fucking group right there. Let's see from from Manhattan. Right. Here's the thing: Manhattan I, and the Bronx. I can think of a bunch of guys from the Bronx. I can't. Why can I not think of like a? Why can I not think of someone from? Well, Manhattan. You got Harlem. Like that's probably where you're gonna end up getting somebody from. Yeah, I mean, you could say Mace. Shit, you know what? I'm, I just said Nas. Now I got myself thinking about Run DMC. Does that count? Is that, that now nah, Run DMC is Queens? Though. Wait, uh, no, I'm nah, saying it just has to be one. I can't pick them out of yeah. All right, so they don't count. All right, so Nas. From the city, I'll go Mace. Okay. And then from the Bronx. Who the fuck is from the Bronx? Fat Joe. All right. There we I go. I respect it. There we go. Andrew. There we and go. We're all going to do this because it's a, it's a good question. Andrew. Well, I'm going to keep three of Casey's five. He can't. I, look, Method, uh, Biggie, and Nas. You can't go anywhere from there. I did just Google best rappers from Manhattan and MF Doom came up, so I'm gonna take that. I don't know if that technically counts, but I'm sure. Go Long Beach, uh, Long Long Island, actually. But he was born well, in he's England. Actually That's from, Joe's neck of the he's world. actually from the UK. Yes. So, um, well, I, where's, I don't where's ASAP Rocky from? He's from Harlem. Where's ASAP Rocky from? Yeah, he's then from. I'll, the oh, fine. Then we get fine. Give me ASAP from the city, and then from the Bronx. Sean Paul is from the Bronx. I don't know if he counts as a rapper, though. It would definitely add some flavor. Sean Epoil. Oh, man. I'll go KRS-One from the Bronx. Joe? All right. Starting off at number one, Manhattan, Mr. Big L from Harlem, 139th Street. Okay. Moving over to Brooklyn, we got Mr. Most Def. Nice. Lyrical genius. Okay. Then we got the, the freaky going over to Staten Island. We got Old Dirty Bastard. Old day, old dirty bastard is from Brooklyn. Is he? He's the only one. He's not from Staten Island. Uh, no sir. Well, uh, Jizza was from Brooklyn too. I think they were cousins. Yeah. All right, I'll go with Raekwon then. Raekwon the chef. What else he got? So he's got Big L. He's got Raekwon. He's got Most Def. He need Queens. Queens guy. And you need the boogie down. He's. Agonizing because he has so many Queens guys that he wants to say right now. I can guarantee it. All right, I'll go Prodigy with from Mob Deep with Queens because Nas is the best, but I want I like a, you. I, I want a different flair. I don't yeah, understand nah, how you can't yeah. put Nas number one Queens. For me, if for me, if I was going two from Queens, it's Q Tip from Tribe, and then we can have a conversation about everybody else. It's the the first two from Queens is Nas and Q Tip. Everybody after that is. It, that, that's that's it. Nah, so. nah, Prodigy's nice. Prodigy's man nice. Anyway, moving up to the Bronx. <laughs> going old school, we'll do Melly Mel. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. It is a surprise that I didn't say Action Bronson. Not really, but I love Action. Bronsolino. He, he is my baseline for this next question. And it's kind of complicated, so follow with me here. You know the you know in SpongeBob how they bleep out all the swear words with like the like dolphin sound and the of like. Course. Yep. Okay. So you are now every every swear word that comes out of your mouth, that's what comes out of your mouth instead of the swear word, except for one, 
You get to choose one swear word. And when you say it, it's not you saying it. It's it comes out in this celebrity's voice. So I will go first. Anytime the only swear word I'm allowed to say is motherfucker. And it's Action Bronson saying motherfucker. That's the only swear word I'm allowed to that actually doesn't come out uncensored. And it comes out in Action Bronson's voice. Do I get to what pick is, my my celebrity? You pick your you pick the celebrity, and you get to pick the word. Oh man, you're gonna have to give me a second here. I gotta think about this. <laughs> I got one. you. I I can't. I'm trying to think of as many people as I can, and I have only Samuel L. Jackson's face in my head. <laughs> I, to be honest, that's, I was I, think I was that's thinking too. The most popular answer. It's, that's fucking man. That's hard. Did you know that him saying motherfucker is actually he created that so he wouldn't stammer. Like he has a stammer, so he yeah, says until, motherfucker. So he doesn't until stammer. Samuel Jackson existed, no one fucked mothers anymore. He created fucking mothers. <laughs> he created motherfucker, that. yeah. I believe that. Wow. The father <laughs> of the motherfucker. That's it. That's that's gonna have to be it. Yeah. Does fuck count, or does it have to be? F- yeah. Do I have to pick motherfucker? Or no, fu- be- fuck is fine. Fuck is fine. Every time you say fuck, it comes out as Samuel Jackson saying fuck. All right, cool. Yeah, that's it then. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, you're up. Oh, it's the same thing, Samuel Jackson. Come on. It's Samuel. All right, cool, yes. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. That's <laughs> from the Wire. That's a very good one. Um, All right, Casey, going back to breakfast. Okay. Marry, Ooh. fuck, kill. French toast. Marry, fuck, kill. Pancakes, waffles. Ooh, I'm gonna kill French toast. Fuck French wow. toast. Wow. Yeah. Wait, kill you know it or fuck it? No, I'm gonna. You're gonna I'm kill gonna, it and then fuck it? I'm gonna kill it cause fuck it. Okay. Okay. All right. Pancakes and waffles, though, that is something. That is something else. I'm gonna marry pancakes and I'm gonna fuck waffles. All right. All right. See, French toast doesn't um, get any love. I love French no, toast. No, no. I, I married toast. French toast. I'm no. absolutely married. I'm French fucking toast. murdering that waffle. Fuck that waffle. There's no, there's no right consistency for French toast. Okay. You haven't had my French toast. I, I right. agree to disagree. You know what? But... I gotta say, Joe would wake me up wanting breakfast more so than any individual that I've ever encountered in my life, including both of my parents. It's the best meal of the day. It's my favorite. Like the the bacon smells. I know you were making some French toast shit because that definitely smelled too. But whatever you were making, <laughs> the fucking the sausages you left in the oven overnight. <laughs> For those of you that, that don't that know, Casey my... lived in the upstairs of my um of the apartment building that I lived in junior year of college, and I almost burned down the building twice. That shit was a house, bro. We lived in a fucking yeah, house. It was a house mansion, whatever. They knocked it down actually. Yeah, because you could rip the back door open without a key. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that that follows up. That sets up my follow up perfectly. <laughs> what is your favorite memory of the two of us from college? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> At the same time. Oh, uh, that's no, a great. Sec- that's a great. You know what? I got it. I got it, and it does involve both of you. We were sitting on the couch in. 318 North Webster Avenue. Mm-hmm. My eventual house. I don't, yeah, I don't think you lived there at the time. It was the, the Pauls and Eddie, mm-hmm. and they were into all their scientific bullshit and throw, throwing all their experiments around, making moonshine and shit. And uh, 
we were on the couch and there was a bottle of Canada dry tonic water right on the table and Joe picks up a fucking green laser pointer and was like, you want to see something cool? And turns the pointer on and like shines it into the bottle. And it the laser like refracted through the bottle like onto the wall at an angle. So <laughs> there was music playing because we were just sitting, chilling, talking shit. And he starts like moving the laser to the beat of the music like he was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like he was entertaining a cat, but he was also the cat. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I don't that, remember that this was, at all. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Fucking Joe, man. All right. Thank you so much, Casey. Catch us next time on episode four. Peace. Yo, plug his fucking IG. Oh, sorry. Casey, what's your cheesy quesadilla? How do you spell no, that? I don't know. Cheese. There's no Y. There's no Y. It's just like Roller Roaster. You you fucking know Roller Dude, Roaster. I don't know how to Joe spell. Know. It's cheese on anything you please. Cheese. C H E E Z. C A S E Y D I L L A. Cheese quesadilla. Catch him on IG. Catch him on Salty Group Chat. Oh, gang and gang. Most importantly, catch him on the corner. Catch me on the corner, on the avenue, on the block, on the train, on Joe's corner, up his ass, around the corner. No. Not that, no. All right. I'll just stand on the corner. Joe's going to come find me stumbling. And this is my house.